Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message.
future matters. More than ever before, people are looking for hope in what seems to be a hopeless world. Our leadership sees this as an opportunity God has given us to take our outreach and discipleship to a new level. Over the last year and a half, your leaders have been working on plans to prepare our facilities to serve our community for years to come. We envision additional classrooms for our school to expand offerings in the areas of industrial arts and fine arts and to provide space for attendance groups. Just
just imagine people coming out of our traditional worship space into a large gathering space that encourages people to linger and connect before and after worship. A place where people who enjoy different worship languages can spend time together, uniting us as one family. As one family, we care about each other. About two-thirds of us worship in a traditional worship setting on a typical weekend. The other one-third of us worships in the bridge. Both worship languages are blessings to members of our family of believers, and both reach new people in the other service with them. We all want both worship experiences to be sustainable, to draw more people matters to you personally as a disciple, to trust in Christ in a way you have never done before, to start thinking what it could look like if every single one of us participated in history-making, sacrificial generosity for the mission of bringing more and more people closer to Christ. Let's all kneel before the cross and trust God like never make a commitment together to declare God's praises to the next generation because the mission matters to each of us. No one has ever regretted giving sacrificial to bring more people closer to Christ. So let's do it. Wow. Am I on? Wow. Is it on? All right. <laughs> he needed coffee. I do too, but that's okay. I'll wait. So... This is my first chat time to be able to greet those of you who are here and uh, our brothers and sisters at the Bridge MKE. Uh, I watched it online last week. It was so exciting to see that uh, uh, rollout last week. So welcome to those of you who are worshiping us at, uh, joining us at the Bridge MKE. God be praised. This vision that we're talking about is a blessing 
to your family at the Bridge MKE and a blessing to us and to the traditional services as well. Now, it, it was nice to hear the applause because that's one of the responses. Wow, this is gonna be such a blessing to so many families, uh, the family of God here and people who don't know Jesus yet, who have never con connected with us. This will be a blessing for generations to come. Wow, this is great. In uh, the other response, you're crazy. Well, yeah. All those beautiful lines on paper, that's just shy of $10 million worth of building. Can we do that? That sounds crazy. Our goal is to raise $10 million in the next two years. $5 million to continue to minister as we are now to carry out our ministry here on our campuses and our mission work to the world and then another five million dollars as a huge down payment on this vision for the future ten million dollars in two years it's impossible you're crazy and maybe so uh, but i don't feel bad about being called crazy because our namesake the Apostle Paul was called crazy. You know, the lesson that Nate read uh, from Acts chapter 9, uh, that account of the Apostle Paul's first encounter with the risen Savior and his cross and what it meant to him, that story is repeated two other times in the book of Acts. As the Apostle Paul tells his story of how the cross impacted him as he tells that story to other people. And the second time he's talking to King Herod Agrippa and to the Roman governor Felix or Festus. And at the end of the account, Festus interrupts Paul and says, Paul, your great learning has driven you mad. You are crazy. You are crazy to think that the God who created the world became a human being, died, and then rose again, and that your body is going to rise from the dead. Paul, you are crazy. It's impossible. And it's not just Festus. I look at what Paul did, and I'm going, Paul, you are crazy. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul, uh, he's defending his role as an apostle, and he talks about all the things that he suffered because he was an apostle. And, and he, he makes this list. So five times I received the 40 lashes minus one. So he was, he was beaten with, with whips. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones so that they threw stones at him trying to put him to death by stoning him. Three times I was shipwrecked. You know, and then I, I don't list everything. It's just, he goes on and on and on. In danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, gone without sleep, known hunger and thirst, been cold and naked. Paul, you are crazy. Why would you put up with all of that stuff? It's because Paul had a life-changing encounter 
with the risen Savior. And suddenly the cross mattered to him like never before. And the mission mattered to him like never before. And he was willing to do what seemed impossible because it mattered. And I believe it's okay that you and I uh, are dreaming things that, that other people would say, man, I, I think you're crazy to have this dream, this vision. It's okay for us to be joining with the Apostle Paul because God is inviting us to remember those times in our lives when we have had that kind of personal encounter with the risen Savior and the cross of Christ. He is inviting us daily, today, to revisit that encounter with the risen Savior, the encounter, a personal encounter with the cross of Christ, because when we have that encounter with the cross of Christ, it will change us just like it changed the Apostle Paul. The cross can change an enemy into a missionary. The cross can change us. So, what were some of the changes that the Apostle Paul experienced that day? The first is a new identity. Now, Nate, or, uh, Mike had mentioned that if you look at the, the logo, you can see the, the I in the it. Uh, first of all, as, as somebody who is just humbly kneeling before the Savior, right? With head bowed down, humbly acknowledging to the Savior, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. You see, the Apostle Paul received a new identity. Oh, he had a great identity before that encounter. I mean, Paul was somebody that people looked up to. Paul was, was such a great Pharisee that the Sanhedrin wrote letters of authority to him and, and sent him on missions to, to foreign countries to bring those Christians back to Jerusalem to punish them. He had an identity. He was a leader. People looked up to him. But when he had that encounter with the risen Savior and the cross of Christ, suddenly all of what he thought was so important, he says in Philippians 3, I consider them now rubbish, something to throw away. Because they did nothing to give him an eternal identity. What's his new identity? If you take a look at the booklet, you know, all the outlines are in the booklet, and on uh, the first outline, message outline, is on pages 28 and 29. And on uh, the one page, we always uh, include uh, just a few verses from the sermon text, and, and those verses here uh, are what the Lord Jesus said to Ananias to go tell Paul. This man is my chosen instrument. Paul's new identity the God who created this world the God who became a human being to die for you 
the God who rose, raised himself from the dead, the God who appeared to you on that road to Damascus, that is the God who says, you are my chosen one. You are precious to me. I claim you as my own. Even though Paul had persecuted the church, had put people to death, he was there when Stephen was being stoned to death, the first martyr. He was giving approval of that martyrdom. He was one of those terrorists. And yet, the risen Lord said, I choose you. You are mine. I claim you as my own. And that's an identity that lasts into eternity. You see, we all have identities, don't we? Things that we, the, that we think about, this is, makes up who we are. You know, that, that you are successful in sports, like our, our, our four team captains. That you're, you're a good student. Or that you're well-liked in your class. Or that you're really good at work. Or people look up to you. Or you have this marvelous relationship with somebody else. And that's who you are. The trouble is, all of those things will go away. Mike mentioned that Jean Newbery was called home to heaven. She's an elderly woman. We'll include in our prayers Susanna John, uh, Zahn today. Susanna is the 19-year-old daughter of Pastor Zahn up in Trinity in Waukesha. You know, for Jean and Susanna, if their identity is simply what other people thought of them, what, the, what relationships that they had, what they accomplished, all of that is gone right now, Right? The only identity that lasts is that God, who created this world, who died on the cross for you, who rose victorious, says, you are mine. I pray that every one of us has had that kind of personal encounter with the cross of Christ that we've acknowledged that there's nothing that we can do to make God give us the gift of life everlasting. It is simply he's, his gift to us because of the cross of Christ. Our identity is I am one of God's chosen instruments, a child of God most high. For many of us, our first personal encounter with Jesus and the cross of Christ was at our baptisms. I would encourage you every day to go back to your baptisms and claim your new identity that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit put his name on you and you can claim that identity. I am a child of God chosen before the creation of the world to be his forever. That's who you are. And when we have a new identity, we also have a new purpose. When the Lord was speaking to Ananias, he said, 
go and tell Paul that he is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. Saul, the enemy of the cross of Christ, suddenly becomes a missionary. You have a new purpose in life, Paul. It is to proclaim the Christ that appeared to you, who has changed you, and to go forth into the world with your hands lifted high in praise that everyone sees that Jesus' cross is all that really matters so that you can proclaim like he did to the Corinthians Nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I resolved to know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You see, if this is our new identity, I am a chosen instrument, then you and I have this same new purpose to declare the praises of God to every person in our area of influence. We, we summarize it as, here at St. Paul's in the Bridges, our Mission is by every possible means to bring every person we come into contact with, every person that we have any influence over at all, closer to Christ. And so the, those four young men who are team captains, God be praised, what a neat thing that is that four confirmands are leading this, this marvelous football team. Their purpose really in life is not to win football games. Their purpose in life is to live in a way that brings glory and honor to their Savior that they confessed in this room four years ago in the fall of 2020. Your purpose in life as you carry out your roles as as a student, a classmate, a teacher, a coworker, a parent, a friend. It's to make every decision in a way that says, Lord, I want the people that see me to see you through me. My purpose is to declare your name to the people around me right now and to the next generation. And so if this is our new identity, that, that we are a chosen child of God, and an instrument in his hand, and this is our purpose is to declare his praises to every person in our area of influence, this will also impact what we will be thinking about as we think about this vision. What is it, Lord, that you want me to do? Because it's not just the people that I have influence over right now. What about the people who we will come into contact with a year from now and two years from now and a generation from now. God, you have given me this purpose to make an impact. How will this impact me? How, what do you want me? What do you want my part in this whole vision? How do you want me to respond as I think about this call to, 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 to give in a way that, that we've never given before? And I pray that, that as you think about that, you think about your new identity and your new purpose as a follower of Christ. The, the cross has given you this new purpose. I pray that your knees are starting to shake just a little bit. It is terrifying to think, 
What would God ask of me? I mean, think about what God was asking of Paul. All those things that he suffered. Don't you suppose that there were some days that his knees knocked? He said, Lord, I can't do this. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 12, right after he lists all these things that he suffered, he said, oh Lord, I could do so much better if you take this thorn in the flesh away. And God said, ah, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. It's when your knees are knocking that you appreciate something else that the Apostle Paul received that day. He also received new strength. You see, when Ananias went to see Saul, who would become Paul that day, Ananias said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. What Paul couldn't do the Holy Spirit could. The Holy Spirit would be with Paul, working through Paul, giving him the strength to do what otherwise seemed to be impossible. And brothers and sisters, you have that same Holy Spirit. I can say that with confidence because if you have been baptized, you received a marvelous promise. Not only the promise of forgiveness, a new identity as a child of God, you have also received the promise that the Holy Spirit has been poured out on you. It is a washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. In the group work, I encourage you to spend some time looking at that Titus chapter 3 and just think about how your encounter with Christ at your baptism, and daily as you go back to your baptism, think about how that encounter has changed you because the Holy Spirit is working in you. And it's okay that our knees are knocking. Lord, I don't think I got the strength to do this because God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. It's when we recognize, Lord, what you're, what you're putting before us is more than we can do. Great then we have to rely on him. God, you have to show up because we can't do it. And you have the promise the Holy Spirit's working in you. And it's helpful sometimes to just take a quick look back. And remember that the Holy Spirit has worked pretty powerfully in you in the past. You know, we're, we're saying our goal is to raise $10 million over the next two years. $5 million for ministry and mission and, and, and $5 million as a down payment on, on a building. But do you know that in 21 and 22 we raised over those two years $5.7 million? We, we gave to the Lord $5.7 million. God could do that through us. That's crazy, but he did. A little less than $5 million to carry out our ministry and mission, and then almost a million dollars so that what was going to be a million-dollar mortgage that we were going to refinance as we thought about building, we're, we're figuring, okay, the bank is going to make us refinance that million dollars that we still owe on this building. 
God works some pretty amazing things in us so that this past week we wrote the last check. The mortgage was paid off six years early. Crazy. Like two years ago, we were saying, there'll be a million dollars left. It's gone. It is amazing what our God has done through us. Think of the people that we have contacted, the people we've influenced. It is just amazing. And so, it's okay that our knees are knocking. Because then we're just going to have to rely on the Lord's strength. We can't do it. But we have the powerful creator, the, the Holy Spirit that hovered over the waters, that breathed life into Adam and Eve. That Holy Spirit is the one who is working in us. And so we're just asking, come Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love, the fire of your love that was burning so brightly in Paul that he did things that other people thought were crazy. Come and work powerfully in us, kindle in us the fire of your love. Spirit, work powerfully in us that crazy things could happen in us and through us. Because this vision, I think it's so exciting to think how this vision could bless every one of us here and people we haven't met yet. I'd like to close with, uh, with Dave Fritch, our uh, Facilities and Site Chairman, uh, talking at the vision reveal a couple of weeks ago about what excited him about this vision. And then I'll, I'll I'll just kind of talk through the fly-through with you. So let's watch this testimony by Dave Fritch. coming in that could see the wonderful value of coming to St. Paul's, the wonderful nurturing environment to, to come and worship in a place that wants to be part of the community, wants to help more people get, reach God, part of, of, of just our strong commitment to teaching and preaching and bringing the word to everyone, and that's what this building should do for us. So wow, this is really exciting stuff, but my knees are knocking. And that's why I'd ask you to please stand and join with me in prayer. That's what we're really asking us to start with. Let's pray that God would do the impossible through us because the cross matters to each of us and the mission matters to each of us. Lord Jesus, we do thank you for providing each one of us here with this personal encounter with you. Over and over again in our lives, you've stepped in in powerful ways, assured us that we are your chosen people. You have reminded us of our purpose. And over and over again, you've given us 
superhuman strength to, to bless people around us in ways that we couldn't even have imagined. And now we're asking, Lord, step into our lives in that way again. Work a miracle in each one of us here that you would place onto our hearts a, a desire to give a, a gift that challenges us, that, that's, that's life-changing because suddenly we have to rely on you like never before. A, a gift that is ministry-changing and future-changing. Lord, we can't do it, but you can. And then we'll trust that, that you will use the resources that you've placed at, at, at our disposal to build a vision that will bless generations to come. And then, Lord, we... We place into your care the people who are, are facing life-changing, life-threatening situations. Grant healing to those who are sick. Calm those who are terrified. We pray for what's happening in Israel and Gaza right now. We can't begin to imagine the terror that has been experienced in that region the pain and heartache peace seems so far removed and impossible but Lord you are a God who does the impossible and so we're asking you to step in and do the impossible there too, bring peace to that war-torn part of the world bring healing to the, the thousands who are wounded Comfort the thousands who are mourning. Strengthen the Christians who live in that area that they might be your chosen instrument for such a time as this to bring hope into an incredibly dark part of the world. All this we ask, Jesus, because the cross mattered to you. And you took up your cross and you died for us and rose victorious. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.